everyone, and welcome to Think Tech Hawaii. You are watching Human Humane Architecture. I am this program's co-host. I'm DeSoto Brown from Bishop Museum here in Honolulu. And joining us from Germany is the program's host, Martin Despang. And Martin should be appearing very shortly. There he is. Good day to you, Martin. It's afternoon for us, and it's early, early morning for you. Hello, DeSoto. Hello, everyone. I envy you back in Kauai because well why is it what do you let, because well let's go to the first slide here all right which gets us back to Joey and Clara who continue their cross-cultural culinary conveying and it looks like they're back in Hawaii right DeSoto yeah it does but this is but all in Germany is this is all in Germany correct I, so there's a I guess so. Kahuna Poke Brothers, the your bowl of happiness. There's an Aloha Poke sign, and there's the longboard and uh, other Hawaiian themed beer. Is that all that for sale in Germany? Well, it obviously is. And there, I heard a funny, funny story or news about the Kona Brewing Company that they got busted and sued for pretending to. That beer being brewed in Hawaii gets us back to that famous song from the 50s here in Germany, there is no beer in Hawaii. And that obviously holds true in a sort of ironic way because this is brewed on the mainland. So they had to like give free beer to people who were yeah. complaining. So isn't that funny? And let's give of. the folks, I tell you, let's give people an idea in which city this is, where they are right now, which gets us to the next slide here. Correct. And this is, we call the nickname is Manhattan because uh, Mine is the name of the river in front. And it's the city of Frankfurt. And uh, this is our only one and only high rise city compared to Honolulu, which I think is on position six. Uh, in the nation of the United States, as far as the number of high rises. This year has a fifth of what we have in Honolulu. Honolulu, I think we're around 500 now, and this has not even 100. And this picture here was taken from, most likely from the project that you see at the very bottom left and in the middle on the left column, which is a rather tragic project because the European Central Bank by the Austrian architects called Himmelblau, who started out as nice conceptual architects in small little radical projects, but now have become mainstream and won this competition. And I happened to be in, in Frankfurt uh, some years ago when it was under construction. And the construction workers already put newspaper pages behind the glass not to be fried and, and baked. So. I have to say, you know, as we're doing architectural assessment and criticism, it's a fossil formalism. And it's especially tragic because when I was at school or just got out of school in the mid to late 90s, the building in the very center was under construction, which is the Commerce Bank by Lord Norman Foster, which is an icon and a beacon for um, high rise ecology. So again, we should go back to that and most likely do that even more in Honolulu than in Frankfurt, True. where it is, as you said, it's a hundred degree. There's also another oddity because the, 
There is a German version of the all Hawaiian uh, Ironman race, and usually the runners are looking forward to some more moderate temperate temperatures, but frequently they get hit by even hotter. This is how we started the show, and that's true. It's in Frankfurt, you just looked it up on your phone, and was it a saying for the next days? And it said that Frankfurt was going to be having temperatures from 98 up to 101 degrees Fahrenheit, which is preposterously hot for the middle of Germany, for, for Germany and all of Europe, in fact. So the Hawaiian Islands in the tropics are actually cooler than Germany is, which shows you that things are pretty screwy. And it shows you also that the concerns that we talk about in Human Humane Architecture about sustainability and easy breezy and all of that stuff are becoming more and more important in other parts of the world where it's getting hotter. Absolutely. So let's move on to the next slide and continue to look at that from an intercultural perspective here. This was Joey and Clara going to a department store and they found this little uh, exhibit here, which um, this is your weekly German lesson, DeSoto. So what did you learn on that from that well, sign? Okay, I, I think that it says something about when your dream trip or your dream vacation to Hawaii. Is that right? That is correct, exactly. So it's a little stand that wants to lure people to make a vacation trip to Hawaii. And, uh, you know, it's got all the attributes of, of flowers, tropical flowers, hula skirt here. I don't see a coconut bra. But this hula skirt has rainbow colors, which reminds us of Joey and Clara's um, ambassador vehicle. And tropical tourist expert Suzanne provided at the very bottom a little sweet treat she, she brought home. And it's a chocolate ball covered with coconut shavings. And it's not as explicitly about where in the tropics, but you can see the hibiscus flower, you can see palm trees. And Urlaub means vacation. So let's go to vacation. Let's, do, let's vacation a little bit and go to the next slide because here is where you see us all. Last year, it's always my, my birthday when I'm back in Germany over the summer. So last year, uh, Suzanne came back with me and surprised you with a gift, which was the menu of a tiki restaurant that is more authentic than anything, unfortunately, what's left on our islands in Hawaii, Trader Vic's, which is at the basement of the most upscale um, hotel here in Munich, the Bayerischer Hof. So the question was how to top that, and uh, kindly uh, we came all together for my birthday, and it looks like we did a trip to Hawaii, the solo, right, on the very left. It does look like that because there are, there are people standing on this uh, wooden walkway with palm trees poking through it, and it looks like it's mm -hmm. outdoors, and this is Martin's family gathering for his birthday, but they were not here in the Hawaiian Islands. We're about to see where they were, which was kind of a misleading thing because initially I didn't understand where it was. So let's get closer to that next slide. So here's us again, and you see there's a building in the back. It says Hotel and Victory. That's to be understood for all of us. And at the bottom gives you a clue about the place and next slide so this is interesting so last show about the v-dubs you were excited about that in the v-dub plant in my hometown where they make the current 
bus, there was a palm tree. There was more than one palm tree. Touch. There, there, were, was there were several palm trees right at the end of the production line where the VW buses were coming off. And I thought that was a kind of strange thing, but it turns out that that's not the only place where you can see palm trees in Germany, is it? Yeah, and that got you going to think about the history of, of palm trees somewhere else, but where they're from, right? Absolutely, because there's always been a fascination in Europe as soon as people began exploring other parts of the world, they began bringing home tropical plants and places that uh, homes that were very big, that were owned by royalty or very wealthy people, started having tropical plants grown indoors, which was arti obviously artificially heated. And there was also the invention of the greenhouse or the conservatory in which these plants could be grown. And so wealthy people in Europe and royalty, as I said, were collecting tropical plants and orchids and things like that. But palm trees really were the symbol of the tropics. And so if you could keep a palm tree growing in a cold climate, it was a sign that you were obviously could afford to heat your home but also that you were dreaming about someplace far away from the cold of Europe. That's a perfect segue into, let's bring the next slide because you made me dig into my archive here from my summer stays. And this is back East with my parents at the Desping Architect headquarters in Radebeul near Dresden. And we did some trips. My parents took me to this park. It's the park in Pilnitz in the area of Saxony. And you can see a greenhouse on the left and go to the next slide. It actually is one of the oldest greenhouses in Europe and even in the world. It's a very fine, uh, as you pointed out, cast iron as an innovative material at its time, these few hundred years ago, and very filigree built. You can see here there's a, an enclosure with um, you know uh, infill of glass small size because at that time you weren't able to make huge panes of glass and more recently they added another layer of polycarbonate material on the on the back side so it's sort of a double facade and let's go to the next slide um this is the uh, i took a picture of a picture in an exhibit here in these sort of pretty do me uh, GDR days, they let everything fall apart, including this one here and vegetation was taking over in a wild way. And then next slide, uh, after the reunification, they brought it back to uh, its, its previous glory. And we were being philosophical about the, the sort of the art of making of this DeSoto, right? Correct, because during the time period that this building was made, it was the first time in Europe or anywhere that it was possible to make factory produced identical pieces of the same building materials, in this case, cast iron. And the cast iron was not only strong, but it was also a modern material that allowed you to build in ways that you hadn't been able to before. And coupled with the increasing use of glass and the ability to make glass, it wasn't incredibly expensive. That's where we start to see these buildings specifically for not only tropical plants, but also for people to go in when it was cold to enjoy a warm, humid environment among their plant collection. Mm -hmm. And go to the next slide, talking heat waves. By the way, there was one on the continental mainland US as well, or it still is, right? It's terrible yes. hot there too. Yes. So the problem with greenhouses in sort of temperate climates that have both the cold and the hot, or the very hot, 
uh, is that you got to get the heat out. So here we see at the very top, because hot air rises up, so the most efficient and effective way to get that heat out is at the very top. So you see this sort of vent up there that you can open and drag the hot air out, as well as go to the next slide, please. Uh, around that, in the next ring parameter, you see some additional openings. So again, in the summer, get the heat out. And next slide. And you were fascinated about that, DeSoto, right? Well, you told me that this is a camellia. And camellias mm -hmm. come from fairly cold climates in, in Asia. But this is an exceptionally huge one. Usually they're just bushes or shrubs. So I'm not really sure what's going on, why this one's so big. Not sure either, but it supposedly is many hundred years ago uh, old. So it was, you know, grew many hundred years ago. And so uh, it can't supposedly take the very cold, the freaking cold that we were talking over a month when I was here that it was cold, cold, cold. So what they did, they had a wooden scaffolding over it with some kind of, you know, translucent tarp. But then when they got back to prosperity after reunification, they invested into this greenhouse out of steel and glass. But that's on wheels, so I can basically roll over it and enclose it and then move back on these tracks uh, in the summertime. So let's go to the next slide and go back to Bavaria. So we're back to that place, my birthday place celebration. So you can see, obviously, it becomes pretty obvious that this is a spa. This is an, an, a leisure place. Uh, I got a massage oasis, and I got a pot here with a tiny, skinny palm tree. But in the back, you see something that we get the bigger, the better clue on the next picture. And what is that construction? Well, what you, this is, this was kind of a surprise to me. This is really a huge movable greenhouse, like what you just described for the camellia tree. And so I presume that during the winter, this entire pool and all the tropical palms are covered up and kept indoors where it's warm. And then when you get up to 100 degrees during the summer, they roll those panels back. And you said that they actually fit. Uh, one actually fits kind of underneath the other so that that's how they can meet or something. You, you can explain that better. But in any case, during well, warm weather, you open yeah. it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they have to because otherwise you get baked in there and gets too tropical. So it's a dome and they split into half, two half pieces and they can slide underneath or above each other on a track. And it's rather fascinating. It's a, it's a clean and lean engineering structure. There's no decoration bullshit to it. Uh, obviously decoration and, and, and fakeness you see at the very bottom, you know, they make this lagoon and the fake rock and all this stuff. So it's chlorine pool. It's obviously nature under dictatorship. But that's how these sort of aquatic amusement parks are and have to be for hygienic reasons, I guess. So let's look at that a little closer in detail and all its little architectural details and go to the next slide. So <laughs> you smile. So what is that? What makes you smile? Well, it's like a little, it, first of all, it's called Hawaii Island something. Uh, that's what Suzanne is holding up on that seashell shaped little fan thing, but there also are these little structures which we're going to see more of, which are for people to relax in, lounge in. This looks like a big giant woven basket, 
but I'm sure the materials are not natural. I'm sure that's made of plastic, but it is woven together to look like some kind of natural material, correct? Yeah, and the, so that's a dome within a dome and talking artificial or modern or innovative materials that reminds us of our favorite uh, Henry Kaiser dome in Waikiki that's unfortunately not anymore. So let's move on here and check out some other pieces of architecture, entertainment, leisure architecture here. So that reminds you of your workplace, right? Correct. And in the picture in the upper left corner, you see the interior of Hawaiian Hall with the only surviving authentic Hawaiian halipili or grass house. So these structures, which again are for people to lounge in, except this is outdoors, are kind of replicating a primitive or more um, undeveloped type of architecture with a roof that looks like it's thatched, that's just decoration. And then as you pointed out, the, uh, the structure is made of bamboo, correct? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So let's check out more. Next slide, please, yeah. here. So there's a sort of utilitarian area, which you see a glass pyramid here. So it's sort of an eclectic collection of different things. And there are these uh, interesting sort of Polynesian looking huts there in the back. And they're in fact thatched. And if we go to the next slide, that's sort of zooming into that. But, um, you know, while, you know, it was the appropriate building material way back. Um, actually, universally, there's an island here at the very north of my country here that was using thatched as well for the roofs. So that's not unique to the tropics, but certainly very iconic for it. But we can't build with this anymore because there isn't enough thatched around. There's too many people. It's not complying to fire code anymore. So we have to look for a new indigenous leftover abundant materials and we think we found this in cargo steel because shipping containers we have a lot and we have been proposing several solutions and we will continue to do that in the next upcoming semester there's a teaser page of the syllabus at the very bottom right here but let's go back to um, the more people populated area of this sort of little resort so let's go to the next slide and so there's the pool and then there is a structure and that looks familiar, right? That kind of roof type, you grew up with that. Well, yeah, this is, this is a double-hipped roof and it does look like not only uh, architectural styles that have been popular here, but because of the natural covering of it, because it's got shingles or shakes on it, it does look, again, somewhat like it's tropical. And this does resemble a structure that used to stand here. And let's go to the next picture, and we'll see the picture. If we get to the next picture, we will see what there. No, that's not it. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, I was gonna. I was thinking something else, but these are what we were just talking about, or what I was mentioning, which were these again recreational little basket-like things, which you can zip up the front for privacy, and presumably you go in there and drink beer correctly because that's actually the well that the uh, the umbrella is advertising beer and presumably that's yeah, certainly a special kind part. of beer because yeah and vice beer is as Bavarian as you could get it if we go to the next slide uh, which also gives us a key of the sort of strange amalgamation of of these tectonics here now it looks more like a Bavarian or an alpine ski hut so what from the distance looks like a Polynesian hut and then when you get closer it looks more and more Bavarian 
And so this this other riding here on the other umbrella here, Erdinger, is actually the name of the town with this little um, resort. The big, it's not little. It's it actually claims to be the largest in the world, the largest aquatic spa in the world. And they found while they were drilling for oil back in the 70s, they found some hot springs and wells, and they used this sort of to geothermally power the thing, which helps to mitigate the carbon footprint of it. But the town is probably equally or even more known for its beer. And the Erdinger beer is a very, very famous local beer from that specific, uh, you know, little place outside of the outskirts of Munich. Let's go to the next slide here. Um, and stepping back and looking again at this strange combination of buildings here, uh, looking again at that sort of double hip Polynesian hut that reminded us of another resort that we did a show about uh, referencing at the top right and that's the Makaha resort and I'm very happy to present a late entry uh, treasure archive picture to that show which is the next slide and this is what I was hoping to talk about and I mistakenly jumped the gun and tried to talk about it before we were showing it this is the Makaha Valley Inn right after it opened and this is a picture from 50 years ago. And right in the center of that picture is the youthful DeSoto Brown, the way he looked 50 years ago with my sister and my grandfather. This is gone now. We did a show about this. All of this resort has been destroyed. It's been leveled. But there are discussions of what's going to be built to replace it. And we shall see what, if anything, comes of those discussions. Well, I have to say, Gisodo looks just like today. So the architecture would have if they wouldn't have torn it down. And we were analyzing that while from the distance it looks very sort of Polynesian and very sort of pre-contact, very archaic. The closer you get, the more you see it's a very contemporary construction. You've got that sort of grooved concrete pillars. You've got poverty glue lamb beams. There's a very clear logic how the whole thing is basically put together. And, and different than the resort stuff that we were showing, that's all fake and sort of a strange reminiscence of sort of old days and the ways you build today. This is very clear. This is sort of an evolution of tectonics and, and an interpretation in, in a very sort of contemporary, refreshing way, or at least was, because again, it's not anymore. And next slide here, which gets us close to the end of the show and looking at some polemic propositions. This is an aerial photograph of that monstrous area. And you can see, I mean, this is this is a big amusement park. You know, this is a big, has a big toll on its on the land. It's sitting on big carbon footprint, all the cars and parking and all the logistics and all the chlorine water. And at the bottom is where the place, how the place looks to look to looked uh, way back. You know, it was a typical small Bavarian town with a church in the middle and a church tower, and then everything naturally grown around it. And what you see in that in that drawing is the backdrop of the Alps, which are actually pretty close. And it's kind of sad that when you're in that resort, you don't recognize the proximity to the Alps. So what makes the place is sort of ignored. So it's a very sort of autistic, self-referential place and makes us think about, you know, as much as nice 
as a bee and dreaming of the tropics, the question is, should we build things like that? And that gets us back to the islands because we have similar questions to ask. And let's go to the last slide and share our thoughts, which we had to Soto about that. Well, what we were, we were talking about the Mokaha Valley Inn and the potential for the redevelopment and upper, in the upper right corner, you see a recent newspaper article about how a new golf course is supposed to be built there to be designed by Tiger Woods, obviously famous international golfer. And we've also got a little photo at the top of the way things looked or the layout of what it looked like back when Hawaii Five O filmed there, the original Hawaii Five O, again about 50 years ago. We also talked a little bit about um, just new resorts in general and how environmentally friendly are there. And just as as Martin just said, if, are they a huge blot on the landscape that takes up a lot of room. But as Martin has been teaching in his classes, there are other ways to approach this. And the Primitiva Towers are something that we have discussed as being put into the Makaha Valley area, which are open, which are green, in that they literally have greenery growing in them, and they are naturally cooled by the ventilation of the trade winds. And they also are intended to be more integrated socially, so that not all rich people are all low-income people you've got a lot of different people living together and also other things on site to keep people mingling with each other and doing things that they don't necessarily do in buildings the way they are designed today. So that is perhaps a direction that we might go in. And we're talking about yeah. the real tropics here as opposed to the faux tropics that Martin has currently been visiting in Germany. Well, and, and as you say, that's perfectly put to Soto because the the, the bottom uh, row here is, is referencing to the Coco Palm Resort, which we're actually not unhappy that it might not be rebuilt because just in these days, you can't do it as Pete did it way back in this beautiful way as it's captured in the Blue Hawaii movie with Elvis. And, and when we're talking about that with tropical tourist expert Suzanne, she was indeed opting for that you know the real tropics and the very special ones because tropics are usually we should say you know 40 percent of the cl world climates are tropical but they're mostly subtropical so you have equal 100 degrees and 100 percent uh, you know humidity saturation which we don't have in hawaii that's why amongst the tropics we're so precious and we're so special so we better keep that USP, as she taught me that term, the unique selling proposition and don't ruin it. And the very bottom picture is actually from the show about um, with John and Hara, uh, Mayumi Hara, and this is Kapolei. So we probably don't, hopefully don't Kapolei everything we have and make it a big suburbia, but be you know very, very uh, conscious about our land and, and build on it very wisely. And the, the footprint of a Primitiva is very small and then it goes high. And so its carbon footprint is small, its ecological footprint is small, but then equally or even more important, again, there needs to be a, a new way of tourism on the islands that's more integrative, that you have people visiting become uh, short-term residents and they mingle. And, and that's again, our vision and, and proposition for how to develop in a, an innovative 21st century way on our so special tropical, real tropical islands of Hawaii. Absolutely. So I guess, 
we're at the end of the show so yes. you stay cool over there and i will try to do as well and see you in two weeks for another exciting show there we are everybody thanks for joining us on think tech that's the end of human humane architecture see you again next time till then aloha